Warning, Extra Credits contains course spoilers. It also contains some opinions and some facts. There may even be some opinions parading as facts or vice versa. If you never come to class and don't read the text, well, we'd hate to give away the ending for you. You've been warned. And now, Extra Credits. You were working at a new coffee shop and your boss discovered that you're taking accounting at Okanagan College. Great, they say. Maybe you can help with this journal entry. I'm never sure what I should debit or credit. Now, you only just had your first class and really all you did was talk about Zoom and try to stay awake, but sure, you think, what could go wrong? So, your boss used $1,000 to buy a new coffee machine. You open the accounting software and you find your way to create a new journal entry. Debits on the left and credits on the right, I can do that. So, debit cash, credit equipment, it balances. I'm a genius. Post and done. Hmm. Now the accounting records show there is $2,000 more than there actually is. Let's hope they don't try to spend that. Hello and welcome to the first year accounting podcast you never knew you wanted or needed. Maybe after listening to it, you also know you don't want it or need it. <laughs> Extra credits. I'm Mike. I'm Josh. And I'm Brad. And we hope this pod is an asset to you. Waka, waka, waka. Uh, well, uh, fellas, first classes have happened. Uh, how's it going? Way better than I could have expected, I think. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had you know, good participation from students. They were actually trying. I was worried that I would get on wow. and talk for 80 minutes and that would be it, but people actually wanted to participate. Okay. Yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, no, I, I gotta say it's same too. And actually attendance has been fantastic too. Uh, I've got a couple of big classes and for the most part, uh, people are, are there. So we'll see whether or not they continue after having had the first class. Yeah, it is actually surprising first class to have that level of attendance. I know sometimes people will register for seven courses and then decide what they're going to take next week. So thanks for for showing up. And as a, a corollary to that, uh, make sure you smash that like and subscribe button for extra credits. I mean, hop on the feed, get in line. We have literally some listeners. Some. Guys, so you're going to want to get in early. Um, this is the early bird discount. For the low, low price of a, a like or a subscribe, you get to hear what uh, we have to say. Go ahead and uh, on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, rate us um, five stars. Give us that C plus. That is five stars, isn't it? C plus. Good enough. Yeah, Close enough. The only way you can be a hipster and say that you liked us before we went big is to actually like us before we go big. So now's it's your time. Hey, yeah. did you hear how the hipster burned his mouth? No. He ate the pizza before it was cool. <laughs> so I'm thinking what we should do here is also maybe solicit some listener questions. So if you're listening in and you have questions about actually anything, uh, but hopefully financial accounting one, but we can, we can answer other questions too um, with varying degrees of success. So if you have questions, go ahead and, and ask us those. You can fire us those in emails. If you're students of ours, you know our email addresses. And if you're not, you can probably figure them out. Love to hear from you. Love to hear what your thoughts are on the podcast. 
Well, here we are getting ready for our second week of classes. This is going to be chapter two, which I personally love, you know, first introduction to bookkeeping for our students. We're going to start off our topic rundown with number one, why do we need to learn manual journals? Don't computers just do these automatically? And you know what? I'm going to start with Josh because Josh has the, this is a good question, look on his face. Josh? <laughs> well, I, when, I, when I'm told by you know, people of all walks of life that robots are going to take over accounting and I'm not going to have a job anymore. Is this why you became that... a professor? Is this why you <laughs> quit being a, an out there accountant and became an in here accountant? Is that it? Actually, no, but maybe I did insulate myself a little bit from mm. the robots that way. But I have to think of my first line of defense against those robots that are going to overtake my job and it's my brain. Um, so <laughs> that's the one thing that the robots don't have that we do. And uh, it's one thing that we can use to actually understand what's happening with these transactions and make sure that what mm. those computers are doing is right because they're not always right. And in fact, a lot of the time they're wrong. Anyone who's been on Wikipedia knows that, right? And I thought your first defense would be your je ne sais quoi, but uh, I don't know what that is. Brad, how about yourself? <laughs> oh, this was a double pun. That was a double pun. You're welcome. You're welcome, um, listeners. So I was going to say the 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 only or the, the the only thing you need in order to realize that computers are not always right is mm. to log into Mint have it analyze your bank oh, statement and yes. try to predict how what everything you're spending is and whether or not what the spending is and see how often it's accurate um yep. so there, there's your first thing you you have to override whatever that computer thinks is right and the other thing too i think with manual journals is that the journal entry it does actually have to be done and and maybe mm. most of the other things can be automated <clears throat> but you have to have that journal entry in there first and it has to be correct and they still need to be checked right I, yeah. And I love, Brad, in your example there, the, yeah, I got to debit something and credit something and one goes on the left and one goes on the right. We'll toss it in there. And of course, you know, they took a thousand out, bought a new piece of equipment and they, they switched those around. So now it shows they've got less equipment, and more cash when it should show that they've got less cash and more equipment, right? Yeah, and exactly. Unless you know what you're doing, obviously that's going to be pretty incorrect. Yep. Yep. And, and you better hope that your accountant is looking at it on a regular basis to catch it right away and not at the end of the year when they go to do a single bank reconciliation at the end of the year um, and not catching those errors until, uh, until you get to the end. Oh, a single bank rec. Watching, yep. um, so for, for those of you, uh, our, our cred heads out there uh, that are listening to the pod. <laughs> and, uh, do, do our fans have a name already? I don't know. It's like, do you have thoughts on this? <laughs> Well, I don't you think guys, we're going to you make guys, up our own you names. You guys think on it. You know what you, yeah, let, let us know what you're going to call yourselves, uh, our raving fan. And uh, yeah, so, so my, my wife had a, a bookkeeping business and, uh, you know, watching her do a 35 page bank rack with a massive GL and going through everything. It's just, oh, it's, I can't imagine doing that on an annual basis. Um, but let's also keep in mind if Mint's going to make mistakes, Mint is owned by Intuit. Intuit makes most of the accounting software you're probably going to use. So yep. yes, yes, computers do make mistakes. And just because something balances, you're going to be like, but, but you guys said, you know, assets equals liabilities plus equity. That's the accounting equation. If it balances, it's fine. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Sort of. You definitely <laughs> do need to know how to do these things. Um, also, we were all accountants. We're all nodding. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, our billout rate was high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're expensive. And so if you want all of these things that maybe you should know how to do for yourself to be done by someone else okay. automatically, so just giving things off to accounts, what would you guys bill out bookkeepers at? Like 60, 70 bucks an hour? At least. Yeah, yeah at, at least. least. So yeah. if you just take Not- your banker's box into your accountant, that's, that's a lot of money to spend, right? Yeah. Yeah. It adds up really, really fast. And, and the more organized and correct that stuff is when it comes in, um, the, the less we have to do and the less money it costs at the end of the day. So it's amazing how quickly fixing errors adds up. Yes. Yeah. So, so keep it clean and, uh, learn these simple things to make your life easier. And, and again, accounting is that language that helps us turn data into information and then we can use that information to, to make good decisions. Uh, and if we do a bad job of translating that data into information through these journal entries, everything else is going to be wrong and broken. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's, uh, and I don't want us to necessarily say that, you know, technology is bad, which is kind of no. where we're going right no. now a little bit, but because there are, there are aspects that we can automate that are going to make our lives a lot easier, but we still have to understand what we're doing behind the scenes with the journals to actually make sure that we report accurate data. For sure. In the same way that you, you can't say, well, why would I get a, a diploma or a degree? I can just Google everything. Sure. Mm-hmm. But how do you know the answer you're getting is even in the realm of correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. You get that in the tax world. You know, why, why am I paying you a thousand dollars to answer this GST question for me when I can Google the answer? Go, go ahead. <laughs> go, Google a GST question. The, the answer is, uh, yeah. Be- because my kids really want me to get a new boat. <laughs> is the correct answer to that. No, I'm kidding. We're accountants. We all drive like 40-year-old uh, Honda Accords. Yeah, uh, I thought that was the standard issue vehicle. I think it is. Yeah, you get your your CPA and, and they just, they hand that off to you. Yeah, for sure. I thought it was a Subaru. I, I've been doing this wrong all along. Well, you're a tax guy. You're a tax guy, so you get nicer cars. Oh, I see. Uh, okay, so now I'd like to ask uh, our, our two uh, two experts here, and 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 I'll think about it myself as well. How about some top tips for analyzing transactions? So we're going. This is a big part of this chapter. Is first analyzing transactions. It was chapter one as well, but we got to analyze them, and then we have to to journalize them, right? So, what are some tips for that? I, so when I think about that, I think the, the, the first thing that you want to do when you're looking at a transaction is figure out um, just what has happened mm-hmm. and what accounts have been affected. So like if we go back to our coffee shop where they used cash to buy a, a coffee machine. Um, so what are the two things that have happened there, right? We've used cash being one one account and we yeah. purchased equipment being our other. And once you have those two things, you're, you're halfway there. And now you just have to figure out, um, you know, debits and credits and, and what side goes where. Because they were halfway correct, right? They, they figured were. out, well, first of all, the first question is, is it even a business transaction? Which it was. Yes. Um, and then which two accounts are being affected, which which they got. Uh, they, they just didn't get the, the, the last critical bit, crucial bit. <laughs> okay, excellent. How about yourself, Josh? Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, that's a great explanation for it. I like to ask myself the so what question. So, mm-hmm. so what, what do I care that, you know, the company spent a thousand dollars on equipment? Well, I do care because it does affect my journals. Obviously cash is going down. The more that you can bring it back to just the basic concept of, well, the business spent cash. So I know that cash should go down. Yeah. I know that cash is an asset 
and I know that for an asset to go down, I've got to credit it. So if you can bring it back to knowing, okay, well, what, what's the business event that's happened here and then start to lead that into the accounting treatment. Um, yep. and, and if you do that, if you can get one half, right? A lot of these transactions involve cash. So if you know that you debit cash to make it go up and credit it to make it go down, oftentimes you can take a look at the transaction and say, I don't even know what the other one, if it should be debited or credited, but if cash is going up, I know I'm going to debit cash. So I must be crediting the other account, right? As a little, little cheat there for you. Can yeah, I ask I, you both a, sort of a, a, a side question as well, along with analyzing transactions here? Um, I think people that are new to accounting and new to, uh, you know, building financial statements and journalizing can get confused between things like assets and expenses, right? So we, we tend to spend cash to either buy assets or to pay for expenses. Does that make sense? And yes. so st students will often ask me, okay, well, how do I know if it's supplies or supplies expense? Um, and I know that there's an in-practice answer here and there's a for-class answer here. Um, <laughs> but uh, can you maybe shed some light? So why isn't it, um, you know, debit equipment expense and credit cash? Mm -hmm. I, I like to think of um, maybe the, the length of time that I expect that thing that I've bought um, to, to be around in my business. Mm -hmm. So if I have just purchased a coffee machine, I know that I'm going to use that for a couple of years. Uh, that to me is an asset. It's something that I own that, that belongs to me and it has value to me still. Um, whereas an expense is something that I have spent and it's been used up already. Uh, I, I don't have it anymore. I can't take it back. I couldn't sell it if I wanted to. Mm. Um, it's already been used up. Okay. Josh, anything to, uh, to add in there? Um, you know, I, I may, maybe I'll take the, uh, the in-practice answer that you were alluding to. Yeah. And I think Mike is probably saying that, you know, in practice, we'd say, well, if we bought $10 worth of office supplies, we'd probably just expense that right away, even yeah. if we haven't used them. Yeah. But the technical answer is, you know, if we still have that asset, hasn't been used up yet, it has future benefit to the company in some format, that is an asset and shouldn't right. be an expense yet. And, and, and the, the, the reason for that is, is one of the, you know, many accounting principles that we've talked about. Uh, basically, you just want things to line up uh, for the accounting period in which you're using them. So if it's going to be used for multiple accounting periods, you need to account for that some way. Uh, it, it can get confusing if you think, okay, well, I went to Staples and, and bought uh, $10 worth of pens and okay, maybe they're not all going to be used up this year. What do I expense 60% of them? Um, oftentimes doing counts at the end of the year, which is what a lot of our questions are structured as, right? So, you know, you bought supplies throughout the year, they all got put into an asset. And then at the end of the year, there's a thousand left. So all the rest must have been expensed, things like that. Um, in practice, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, but, you know, just understanding that principle that, like Brad was saying, like Josh was saying, the things that we're going to use over time, obviously those things need to be accounted for in a different way than the things that are being used up reasonably immediately. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And that, you know what, I, I just dropped that one on you guys. So, uh, so apologies for the impromptu question, but it, it is something that comes up, you know, the, the matching principle uh, can be confusing. The revenue recognition principle we talked or we alluded to in our, our last uh, podcast, where we were talking about is every, everything that comes in in cash, is that all revenue or all, all revenue that comes in? Does that mean it's all cash? Kind of depends on how good you are at collecting on your accounts receivable. 
um, or, you know, I guess for cash, even paying out on your accounts payable or my personal favorite misspelling of that accounts, PayPal. <laughs> I always, always love, love these mis- misspelling and accounting. That's not the worst misspelling of accounts payable you can have. This is true. So I'd like to ask you real quick about some of your top tips for remembering the debit and credit rules. This can be tricky. We're starting off just with, we think, oh, okay, well, it's the accounting equation. We've got assets, we've got liabilities, and we've got equity. Um, That's true for assets and liabilities, right? Debits and credits affect all of those in the same way. But then you get into equity, that can get confusing. And then we get into things like contra asset accounts and those can be confusing. So do you have any top tips? Do it for 15 years. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So what you just need to do is just problem solved. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Just do it for 15 years. So Josh, you started um, learning the debit credit rules when you're just out of diapers, I assume then, is that what we're (laughs) a little fella? Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. It's getting late. It's, it's past past Josh's bedtime. Okay. Yeah. So you could do it for 15 years. Any, uh, any more practical tips for, uh, well, I, I like the, um, the hand one, but I think the hand technique is a really hard one to show in a podcast. Yeah. They can't you know? see you right now. No, no. But I you can know, describe it's the, it. Yeah. It's Josh like you've got your, his hands. You've got, yeah, you've got your hand. Yeah. So you look at your head yeah. and then you, each finger is, you know, the, one of the components of the financial statement. So your thumb, I'm looking at my left hand, your thumb is the assets, then you go liabilities, equity, revenues, expenses. Okay. And then, yeah, this is a whole, I need, I got to do hands. You got to do the, the two finger thing with the, the two, one hand and the other. Yeah. yeah like my left hand, I'm, I'm holding up my, I, I'm like, I'm hang like, loose. Yeah. Hang is that loose. What that is? I got my, the hang my loose thumb similar. and my pinky. And then I've got, I'm holding up like my middle three fingers on my right hand. So is this assets and expenses you've got on, yeah, on, exactly. your, on your hang loose thumb and pinky? Assets, yeah. assets and expenses are on my left hand okay. because I, I debit those to increase them. Yep. And, uh, and debit is on the left side. And oh. then I've got, I've got liabilities, equity, and revenue on my right hand. And is that all and one account? <laughs> First, no, I did three. Okay. <laughs> just we got so, three just read between the lines there okay yeah yeah and uh and those are on my right hand because to increase them i have to credit them and credits are on the right so i feel like i need to just make a video of this and it'll be a lot easier to explain or i'm sure someone else on youtube has already but okay that's my that's my tip is the hand thing awesome yeah do the hand thing yeah <laughs> just 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 draw them on your fingers uh how about you brad i was gonna say josh i like that i've actually never seen that example before oh, and this is one of those one? Oh, this no one. this is probably one of those doesn't translate well on screen um kind of scenarios it might be yeah. hard to show but i think the, it, yeah. did you take 111 with with randy josh uh so get this i took accounting classes in high school and i got to skip 111 when i was at oc oh no <laughs> cool guy <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Cause, Cause I think, I can't remember who I learned that from, but I did when I, when I was from, maybe it was Adrian. Somebody taught that to me to, to do it this way. Um, yeah. and I, I still, I get confused sometimes, but it depends if you're a visual uh, learner again, super helpful for a radio show. <laughs> but, uh, Josh will put together a GIF of yeah. that. Yeah, He's going to put together an animated GIF, um, yeah. or, um, if you're a sociopath, GIF and, uh, is it? It is gift, right? Oh, it's gift. Yeah. yeah. Or, or if your parent, if you're my parents, it's a gift. They, they oh, were. They're going to send, nice. send a gift uh, of it. Yeah. Yeah, and you're just waiting, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> just have it delivered to the house, mom and dad. <laughs> Excellent. I, I laugh, but of course you guys know I just learned how to actually post a GIF um, mm-hmm. in, in a conversation. You did yeah. really good, Brad. You Thanks. were super proud um, when you were just sending us links to GIFs that we then had to go through <laughs> and find in the browser. That was a bit <laughs> much. But y- you know what? You're, you're getting better at WhatsApp. It's all, yeah. it's happening all the time. And, and I mean, you give me a pumpkin and it's just going to look like a pumpkin, you know, not all I, of us I, have those level of skills to, to carve. I like tell you people, carve. I tell people all the time, I have a phone. I, I know how to use it sort of, sure. uh, I don't really like it very much, but it's there. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Brad is a hundred years old in case you guys were wondering. So it's, 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 uh, it's perfect. His phone number was seven. Um, (laughs) can you imagine being the first person to buy a fax machine like i hope this catches on (laughs) right uh so i you know i'm gonna share and this i stole this from a student i actually i didn't steal it i I told her i was going to use it and she said that i could Uh, she was a paramedic and so she said oh well um i like to think that um that, you know, if you're going to save someone's life, you need, you know, those paddles, like the clear kind of paddles. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are AED uh, paddles, right? Automagic equilibrium defibrillator. I, I don't know. It's something. It's AED. It's just a defibrillator. It's right? a defibrillator. Yeah. So, it, but it's yeah. something in the A and E. So it's an AED. So you always see these on the wall back when we used to leave our homes, at least. Do you see these on the wall, right? <laughs> yep. the, the pool and stuff would say AED. Yeah. Uh, so, so she said, um, assets, expenses, and drawings are all debited, right? Uh-huh. So if you want, if you want more, you want to have more cash in your in your business. So this is how she remembered it. Assets going up, she was thinking that's a good thing. Uh, so clear to bring them back to life. You you bring bring that. So AED are all debited, and then the rest. So that would be, um, you know, capital and and liabilities, and you know that they would be they'd be credited to some. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Assets, yeah. expenses, and drawings. Yeah, so there you that go. Works. AED, that was I, it's a good memory tool. Yeah, I, I still remember um, like my aha moment when I first took introductory accounting way back when. And uh, at the time, it was it was four accounts. And I, I guess the rest I wasn't paying attention to. Again, Brad's but, super old. They, there were only four <laughs> accounts back when he was in school. For me, it was once I realized there are assets and expenses and there are revenues and liabilities and assets and expenses are debited and revenues and liabilities are credited as as your base thing and and once i kind of wrap my head around those four things you can deal with most of the transactions um just remembering that those four things yep yeah no it's good um three by five cards work well as well yeah no all uh all really useful any final tips for remembering the debit and credit? I mean, you could just listen to the, the do you guys still post the song? I was going to say, we got to talk about the song. Uh, <sighs> at, at least let them know that it exists. Yeah. So there's, uh, have you guys put it in your, in your um, Moodle accounts? Have you? Is yeah. That, yeah there, I, there's I, a, I posted it. That Calgary have, consulting company that built this years ago with the auto-tune debits to the left, credits to the right. Uh, I, I'd written, I'd written a song for it as, uh, based on, uh, you know, Tim McGraw's uh, Live Like You Were Dying. Um, I just, I just haven't recorded it yet. Just ran out of time this summer. I apologize to actually no one wants to hear that, but yeah, there there is a song it's on the YouTubes and, uh, and we'll, we'll put it up in our Moodle shells so you can Mm -hmm. check it out. 
it's the worst example of what happens when a corporation tries to make a song educational tool of some sort. Yeah. And, Whenever and a corporation's like, something. let's be hip. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> I was no, going to say that's, that's saying something because there are countless examples of corporations trying to be fun and doing terribly. So when that's the worst, you know, it's bad. And, and I do think we give corporations a ton of credit for when they've got like, like mad game on the other side, like Wendy's Twitter account is amazing i don't know if you've ever seen yeah. any of the stuff that they oh yeah i yeah, know just yeah. savage uh, good mike, stuff mike what's twitter so you know what most of the students are saying the same thing right yeah fair enough what is twitter does is instagram still a thing does everyone just TikTok and I think, snapchat i think instagram no i might be uh, i might be more out of it than i know but i think instagram is still reasonably popular Okay. Um, but yeah, I think TikTok is uh, TikTok is pretty hot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just know that my, you know, like I, I got real popular on the gram, as the kids are calling it. Uh, so um, started a Patreon, um, just uh, you know, some good good premium accounting content. I'm kidding. We give this stuff away for free. Give it away <laughs> for free. I don't know how you would Instagram accounting information. Maybe that's what we should do next semester. Is a podcast and have an Instagram account of just, well, no, just with Josh doing the GIF. I, GIF I was going to say, we yeah. could have pictures of Josh's fingers showing us the. There the, we go. <laughs> yeah. So we've got an Instagram account that's pictures of my fingers, and that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got it. It'll, yeah. it'll take off. Can you check and see if at hand model is taken? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. You know, I'm thinking my. my my left hand, right thing, right hand thing could actually translate well to a TikTok, but I, I don't want to create an account for that. So no, yeah. no, I, I don't think you do. No, that's okay. Yeah. We'll 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 uh, we'll we have now committed Josh to creating a GIF, and then we were going to uh, uh, post it. It's it's not hard to do. You can do it. I believe if if James Vanderbeek can make all those James Vanderbeek gifts, I think you can pull it off. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, so I think that probably does it for us for the uh, podcast this week. It always goes by so quick. I'm sure you're just there listening to us starved for more. Like, no, why does it have to end? But we will be back next week and uh, with some really interesting stuff on, uh, I think, are we talking about adjusting the accounts maybe? That's a big one. That's a big one. Should be fun. Uh, Well, yeah, I hope you had a good time. Thanks for listening. Have yourselves a great week. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, all.